Hello, everyone. I'm here with one of my two best friends in the entire universe, Daniel Golford. Am I number one or two? <laughs> no. No. Did you do last time I called you Corfu? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's my We're name. not that's friends. My name. That's my name from now on. Who's Dad Corfu? That's my name. That's, don't wear it out. He's sitting here wearing, of all things, a Golden State Warriors jumper. I don't even like that team, to be honest. Have I told you about no, all like of the team. terrible sporting decisions I've made in my life? When I was between six and ten, I barracked for the Warriors in the basketball. Good choice. I then just barracked for nobody, and then I barracked for the Celtics, who have won one title. Which is still pretty good. It is. It's decent. In, during, since I've been watching, obviously, they've won heaps historically. Yes. Golden State Warriors have won three in that time. Yeah. <laughs> and they had Kevin Durant. Yes. The first or second best player in the world. Yeah. For a period of time. So I jumped ship off them. Because I liked them and they were gold and blue, I barracked for the West Coast Eagles. Yeah. Oh, God. In, they've won, I think, four premierships, and I decided I was going to go for St Kilda. St Kilda have a lot of passionate fans, though, I think. They do, but they don't have any premierships. They don't have any premierships, no. So just in my life, I've given up on two of the great teams of all time yeah. <laughs> to barrack for two absolute shit show teams. That's that's a very Australian of you, really. It really Barrack, is. barrack for the underdog. They're successful. Yeah. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> it really yeah, that's, is. That's very Australian. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Dan and I have as well as being friends for a long time, have been in bands together and played music and et cetera and shared different houses and things. I wanted to get down on to talk about just maybe some of the changes in the local music scene because I've been a little bit more active as far as going to watch things the last 12 months than I have been for probably four or five years. And Dan's the opposite. He's been fully entrenched the entire time. So one thing I'm confused about, Dan, and I know we are going to talk about this in the future more at length. When did the specialty tribute cover band thing and original bands start playing on the same lineups? I just think. Um, or maybe like, why do you think that why, started? Why more than when? Because I, I don't think I think it's only been really really recently. But I think why would be. I think nostalgia is a big one. Yeah. So I think like. If, if from from my point of view, like George Lucas always said, the people love like the the coming of age story, which is the nostalgia. So I think that's just what it is. People just like are revisiting their their youth. So you think it's more a cyclical thing that they're on about the right, yeah, the right sort of time for maybe our age group to be sort of loving that now. And you've got like people were sort of doing it three or four years ago as a like ironic thing it wasn't like Link Biscuit cover bands and stuff like that were sort of coming out or new metal nights were coming out and people would go and watch them but now it's like considered cool to be in one of those bands so three or four years ago there were more genres that were seen as a little bit of a joke now yeah they were a bit of a joke thing and now it's kind of cool to do it yeah okay well I actually have no objection to it whereas in the past 10 years ago. Yeah, we would have we would have it was crossed un- our arms and sat at the back and yeah. gone, these guys... What is going yeah, on here? These guys suck, yeah. Yeah, and regardless of how well they do it. Yeah, you're not playing original music, get out of here. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And I actually, well, you, what you're saying makes more sense than my theory. I thought it was because of the big music discovery engine in people's lives and the place that most people discover new bands and go... The first place you'll go to try and find something. Oh, what was that band I heard? Dan said it was, you know, some band. I'll, I'll go type that into YouTube and see if that's what it was. 
I think I thought that just because YouTube is such a mix of cover and originals, and and I just thought that maybe it was a generational thing of people have just had ten plus years of YouTube featuring covers and originals and spotlighting both, and maybe people just don't see the delineation between the hardcore original music and playing someone else's song. Yeah, I think that's part of it as well, for sure. But I just think as well as that there hasn't been those huge bands come out, I don't think, that we had when we were when we yeah. were get coming when we were coming of age. You're right, yeah. Like you had your huge genres of music that were just this massive thing. Like you had I remember when I was a kid, well you had Nirvana for starters, which we were probably before our time, slightly. Um and then you had Pearl Jam, again, behind before our time, but still they were alive at least. That was still relevant. Yeah. Still relevant. Um, and then you had your new, your new metal hit with your Corns and your Limp Biscuits and all those sort of bands that were just phenomenons, like they were phenomenons, yes. is that yes. what you say? Yes, no, that's correct. Idea. Yes, thank you. Yeah, um, and they were, and it was a huge And it just hasn't happened again, huge genre. really. Yeah. I mean, you've got big bands still, don't get me wrong, like you've got Bring Me the Horizon and... You've got bands like the pop bands like 21 Pilots and those kind of bands that are quite big and they have big songs and Bruno Mars with the big pop songs still but not a big rock band yet that have sort of yeah. broken the mould or... And also elevated a bunch of other bands yeah, to being exactly also right. massive. Exactly there right. Isn't, yeah, you're right. There hasn't been a... The, the, the last really big... Gener- like genre yeah. band was the used. The used, yeah. To me where sure. they moved people's opinion of alternative rock yeah. to a different sound. Yeah. And it was a it was a whole thing. They did stadiums for there for a while and they yeah. were they were the biggest biggest thing. Yeah. And I just don't it think it was them and my chemical romance. That well that's that was one of those they, they they like you said, they lifted up a whole bunch of other bands to be that big. Yeah. Yeah, you, I think you're you're definitely onto something. I hadn't really considered the lack of a Lincoln Park size band oh, that are just go. gigantic, and yep. or, I mean, they were quite a bit bigger. I mean, over the, the whole mm-hmm. career than some of those other bands, but maybe bands that were bigger in the moment, like Corn or Limp yeah. Bizkit. Yep. Where you think who's the biggest new band in the world? Yeah. And there was a whole genre. It was either Corn or Limp Bizkit or Lincoln Park or yeah, some other new metal band like System of a Down. Like they were all. Yeah. And, I mean, it's probably rough to throw System of Down in the new metal genre because when they're you listen really, to the music, no. they don't sound at all like that. But no. They got lumped in with that. But you are right. I mean, the last thing I can think of is, and I thought it would probably happen with the, there was a nostalgia genre. For sure. With the Strokes and bands well, of that right. nature. Well, that's, there's another band I can't think of their name now, Bugger. They like sound like Led Zeppelin, basically. I can't think of who they are. They're huge, though, at the moment. Sound like Led Zeppelin. Um, they look like Led Zeppelin. They sound like them. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I just can't remember what yeah, they're called. I don't know because it's not my not my thing. No. So I don't really know. There is a band. Van, Van something. There's a band that sounds like Led Zeppelin. That I called Van. Oh, give me two seconds. Yes. Let's, let's consult. The Googles. Miss Google. <laughs> yeah, I know the band. I know what they look like from seeing photos. And all I can picture in my head is Led Zeppelin clothes, hair. And a field full of corn. Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet, yeah. I'm thinking Van Fleet, like the guy who shoots threes for the Toronto Raptors. Is Greta Van Fleet. He's he's also Van Fleet. Very good the Led Zeppelin covers as well. <laughs> Shooting threes and yeah. Led Zeppelin covers. I don't you've either got to be a super successful athlete or a nobody when your name's really hard to pronounce. Or just <laughs> Yeah. Fred Van Fleet is yeah. not the easiest name I, in the world. 
he did, he must have he must be feeling pretty good right now. So I've only heard of Greta Van Fleet. I actually haven't listened to them because I got told they just sound like Led Zeppelin, yeah, and to me they sound. just they're quite they're quite good in yeah. all respects. They're, yeah, not my thing, but yeah. obviously I'm more of a heavy metal fan and mm. I like progressive rock as, as well. But yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's that's not that's a story for another day. Yeah, there is one one band that I guess you would say have an old sound that I'm obsessed with, Rival Sons. Oh yeah. But they've got a mismatch of different styles and all, and it kind of almost sounds modern. They really are. They're old, bring something old and bring something new, and yeah. that's why they're and kind of a gospel, gospel well. tinge to the vocal, which is what sure. probably separates them from bands that sound like Led Zeppelin cover bands. But yeah, it's just been really fascinating for me to, and maybe locally, the YouTube thing isn't as impactful as what you're saying, where it's a lot of people the same age haven't fallen in love with any new bands. And they would prefer to go and watch some friends who are mm. talented musicians all get together and play songs by bands that they loved, yeah. that they know that they love, as opposed to oh, Dan's new band. Am I actually going to like that? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I love Dan, but yeah. <laughs> am I actually going to like the music or is it not what I'm into because they don't sound like what I listened to 10 years ago? Exactly. You, think, look, you look at like it's worrying for things like download festivals and that sort of stuff. In not so much in Australia because we're always going to sell a heap of tickets here because anyone could play here and sell a heap of tickets. Yeah. But play, the, the download festivals in like the UK, where they've owned, they've got to have a headliner that can have that sells out that or fifty thousand tickets. I think they have to be able to sell as a headliner. And you've only got a very select few bands now that could do that. Yeah, Tool would be one. Um, possibly Tool. They might not even yeah, be that probably big. Probably not. No. Um, I mean, they can. They probably would be able to on the right. Lineup, but if it were they're releasing a new album, which they they play download every time they release a new album, anyway. Yeah. Um, but so they like, play download once every twenty five years, pretty much. Yeah. That's, they're only headlined if they're going to release something new. Yeah. Um, the top, the big, the big four, yeah. basically. There's for just, download specifically. For download, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no big four anymore. No. Or they won't be in a, ten years. No. Yeah, there really isn't. Oh, the only other band would be Iron Maiden in the UK, and maybe Judas Priest. I mean, true, all those bands. True. Yeah, but that's only because it they're happens to be older and. Yeah, they're old, old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that is a worry that, I mean, and it's just not possible with how fragmented music is to think that you're going to have bands that sell, you know, their debut album sells 30 million copies. I mean, I think Adele's the only person that's done that this decade that's like had a debut album that's been a giant. I mean, yeah, there's been big albums, but. There just isn't many. No. Maybe like the Taylor Swift and things like that, probably. Yeah. But th- that's pop artists where, yeah, yeah. There's I'm talking about multi generation, yeah, rock bands sort of that can appeal to. I think maybe there will be like it, with that trend of cover bands, there will be bands that just straight up like Greta Van Fleet that just straight up gimmick, it, uh, gimmick. Well, what is a gimmick? Well, but just like in, mimic, mimic. Yeah, but um, a little bit of both, really. Yeah, but they'll just be a version of that band. Like yeah. There'll be well, there already has been a million versions of Metallica. Like who was um, Trivium? Yeah, well, they just sound exactly like Metallica. But there's not really, and there's probably a hundred bands out there that sound like Iron Maiden, but not as good. Yeah. Um, but all those bands, any any of those bands, you could just name. There'll be a band that's as good as them, and they'll be maybe take over that spot. Yeah. And hopefully, be that big. Dan has just run to get me a water. He's a good chap. What I was going to say, Dan, is that. I remember hearing stories about two bands that stick out in my head. One was The Who, 
and the other one was Bruce Springsteen, they showed enough potential and groundswell that I think it was several albums that they were allowed to get through to develop into a real Bruce Springsteen didn't come fully formed. Yeah, yeah. And to think that just because bands can grow a little bit of their own audience and can do, you know, crowdfund their own tours and all that sort of stuff that the artist development side and having the availability of great songwriters and producers or whatever it is that helps your genre stand mm. out, that that stuff doesn't mean anything anymore. No, it doesn't. But the project is to churn out one thing yeah. at a time that might be catch fire somehow Yeah, and have a little bit of a, you know, burn bright for six months or... Twelve yeah. months, not if if that, not yeah. not build careers minutes, for artists. Minutes, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. The biggest thing in the Western world last week was Face App, and now it's it's done. No one cares. Yeah, I mean, there'll be a different version of it for something else, but that is yeah. now done. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, the long term project of music making is it seems to be a lost art a little bit. It's in, exactly what it is. Yeah. Right, so maybe can we finish up just talking about your gig with Diafem? For anyone who doesn't know, Dan is the singer of a band called Diafem. So, um, Antagonist AD is our next gig on the Friday, the ninth of August. So they're like a New Zealand hardcore band. They're hard, metal they hardcore. They have an international profile. Obviously, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they um, have one of the great names of all time. It's a pretty cool name. It is a very cool name. Every time I saw that back in the day on posters or whatever, I think wow, yeah. that's a cool name. Yeah, it's a cool name. So we're doing. Their thing. Um, we're playing with some local guys called Dread the Winter, um, who I haven't played with before, but I'm really excited to. And a cover band who also do a couple of originals. And they're called Catnip Kaiser. Okay. Kaiser. Maybe Kaiser. Catnip Kaiser. And what do they sound like? Um, they've got some Blink 182 stuff. Okay. Pop punk stuff in there and they've got some other stuff, I guess. Okay. Well, that sounds like a pretty yeah, that should be cool good. lineup. Yeah. yeah. And obviously. Uh, is this going to be, would you say, the biggest sh- – Was is this the highest profile act that Diafem's played with? Or? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So we're playing right before him, which is pretty cool. And Oh, you got the, the prime slot? The prime slot. So it'll be um, – And that's an all-ages concert? It's an all-ages concert. It's five bucks to get in. Okay. Which is and that's at the retro – what's it called now? It's called the Retro Youth Cafe still. Retro sure. Youth Cafe? Well, maybe it's called something else. Uh, retro Lane Cafe. Retro Lane, yeah. Right, oh, well, that's awesome, and – it's just good to see local bands getting elevated to that main. That's the that's I mean you know from being back in the day if you're going to play with a band that's the slot you want. That's what that's the one you want. Yep. Yeah, because the first band might bring some people that hang out for the headliner. Yeah, and the headliner is not going to. No. The people that are there to see them are going to watch stay the whole time. Exactly. And you, it's better than having to play after a band of that level because you probably don't want to do that. <laughs> well, no, that that'd be the worst thing ever. Which kind of happens now, I find in. Because as a bands are pretty clued into that slot, aren't they? Clued in, yeah. So they'll what what if you're playing it as a big band and it's a late show, like you go until twelve o'clock or something like that, you're better off playing like at ten o'clock and letting someone else headline because there's more people there at ten o'clock yeah. before everyone goes home. Yeah, <laughs> which is super lame, but that's how it is. So antagonist AD, Diafem, Catnip, Catnip Ka- Kaiser, yep, and a band called Dread, Dread the, the Winter, Winter, which is a cool name. And what sort of style of music are they? Uh, they're like straight up metal uh, got a bit of hardcore I'm pretty sure they dread the winter guys okay. I'm not really sure because I haven't played with them yet okay. but I imagine from what I've seen online that's kind of what it is right 
And just for people that aren't familiar with Antagonist AD, you said hardcore. But They're a hardcore band. So yeah, they sound through and through. like the traditional style, like Miles Away style? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. All those, like, almost a bit of, like, crazy fist if you've listened to that sort of thing. Okay. You hear my dogs walking in the background. Yes. Definitely get that in there. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave that in. My dogs walking in the background is not a plug-in I have. Yeah. <laughs> I do want that plug-in. <laughs> it's a cool plug-in. Cat's meowing. That's it. Righto, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you go watch Dan's Band. It is an all-ages show and those youth events around here, particularly when they're taking a risk at bringing Big bands, touring sure. artists in that give people maybe not so much like Dan, but maybe this band Dread the Winter, that I'm assuming are younger, that's a big tick on their resume to be able to say they played with a band that's touring internationally. So we've got to get out and support those kind of shows. Righto, we'll, we'll call this one a day and uh, thank you for coming on Punching Sideways, Dan. No worries, anytime. Now we've just got to try and get exactly. Rudy on here. That might be 2027. 20, so there you go. Well, that's Judgment Day according to Terminator, so he'll probably try and wait that out. <laughs> yeah, righto. Thanks. Bye.